You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to another edition of Locked On Seminoles brought to you by rockauto.com. I'm your host, Drake, and today I'm joined by my beautiful partner in crime, David Wise. Davey, what's going good looking? Hey, Drake, just uh, feeling a little indifferent after the baseball team's indifferent performance today, splitting a series against Florida Gulf Coast, and so, I feel like that's all we need to say. Okay, then, you know, we'll just leave it at that because I'm pretty sure they're playing the second game right now as we speak, but we can just, you know, discuss that at a later date, maybe even talk about it tomorrow. I predicted the future. You predicted the future. So today, folks, we are going to be talking about these. Since we weren't able to get to it yesterday, we're going to be discussing the uh, ACC conference odds. I have them actually pulled up to my left right now. And also we'll be talking about the most, you know, popular thing going around the board right now, and that is the signing of Timothy Tebow to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, Dave, what do you want to start off with? Do you want to start off with Tebow or do you want to start off with the conference odds? It depends. How pissed do you want to get right off rip? Oh, let's go Tebow then first. Let's do it. So am I the only, I mean, I'm not the only one. If you look at the timeline right now, that thinks this is an absolute, you know, moronic move by coach Urban Meyer and Jacksonville Jaguars to sign him as a tight end. I'm going to have a very controversial thing to say right now. Um, Hold on, take get, take a deep breath and make sure you want to say this right now live because this will definitely be safe for posterity. You oh, know, I know. Right? Well, you're about to hear a lot of qualifiers right now, okay? First, first, <laughs> Tim Tebow's way too old to be making a football renaissance. That, that's just not how that works. Second, I don't think this is going to work out. And third, I don't really care for his off-the-field stuff too much. I mean, he seems like he might be a nice guy, but he's weird. Um that being said, I hated what he did to Florida State, but damn, was he fun to watch at quarterback. I mean, it. there's only so many players that come around that are just that much fun to watch. I hated that he did it to us, but I'm, it was kind of enjoyable to watch him do it to everyone else. I mean, yeah, the, to put it in perspective, Tim Tebow hasn't been on an NFL roster for the regular season since 2012. So that's literally nine years ago, which is absolutely absurd. I mean, I think the one big knock on him was like people wanted him to move to running back or halfback. In my personal opinion, he probably could have been a Hall of Fame or like at least a all pro running back or halfback if he made that transition. Because have you seen him throw the ball? I know you see the one video of him with the Broncos literally just throw an absolute duck um, to the outside. But yeah, I mean, I think this goes to show like how many GMs and coaches absolutely are not good at their job. And to me, it's also just Coach Urban Meyer like saying like, hey, like, we need a tight end because they the Jaguars right now from looking at the roster in front of me don't really have one as we speak. So, but it's kind of a joke that he's basically taking the spot for actual somebody that actually has the, the qualities and the skills to actually play tight in the NFL. See, that's the thing is if he makes the 53 man roster, like it's one thing if he goes in a training camp and goes through the motions, if he makes the 53 man roster, that means one of two things. Either some by some miracle at 31 years old or whatever he is, he's found the fountain of youth and become an NFL caliber tight end. Or Urban Meyer just is going to do absolutely whatever he wants, regardless of what anyone, including the team owners, think or feel or care. Do you think that that, that actually taking Tim Tebow and putting him on the roster is more for that to actually have him play during the regular season? Or do you think that it's 
to make it easier on Trevor Lawrence because all the spotlight right now is not on Trevor Lawrence. It's actually, you know, going towards Tim Tebow actually being on the team. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Steal Your Thunder, crazy. Um, but no, I mean, look, again, I can think something's fun in college, even if it pained me deeply to watch Tim Tebow do it to us. But that was, Jesus, that was what, 15, 10, 15 years ago? Just I about, mean, yeah. Good. God, there's just, there's no way this is going to work out on the field. It's just not realistic. I I don't, I don't know what Urban Meyer's trying to do, um, but I love what they did drafting Lawrence. Obviously you can't go wrong with that and drafting ETN, but I don't know. It's, it's a weird spot for Urban Meyer to tell Trevor Lawrence, Hey, got you this piece. I like this guy. We've, I've made that very clear and you're going to work him in. Yeah, you you better make sure you need to hook my boy up with a little bit of these uh, catches and touchdown passes real quick. No, I mean, like, I mean, we're not saying that there's going to be a quarterback controversy in Jacksonville. I think that's absolutely absurd. Like, me yeah. and Dave have been, like, banging the drum the loudest when it comes to Trevor Lawrence. We think he's probably the best QB prospect to come out of college since maybe, I guess, Andrew Luck, I think, was like eight or nine years ago when that happened. But, yeah, I mean, to me, it's more – I just don't understand the move at all because I think I can't – quantified or justified the move at all and that's kind of what irks me when you have like a Mercedes Lewis who's still out there looking for a job you kind of have all these other players as well like looking for a job as well I think just to me he's taking the spot for from someone yeah from someone else that deserves it a lot more actually has the skill set to perform there the last times I've watched Tim Tebow were in person in Port St. Lucie striking out for the Mets and oh before- I forgot he played baseball that's right yeah. yeah he was actually oh he was up here for the Columbia Fireflies too he was terrible he's like he had like a a one fit two batting average something like not good not good uh Awful. but the one happy moment for me because I just hate the Steelers was still that noodle of an arm beating the Steelers in the playoffs man was that awesome yeah as a Steelers fan that was very painful literally this man throws a five-yard slant route to I think it was Demarius, Demarius Thomas, Thomas and yep. then he literally ran for 85 yards. and I think it was the first play I think in overtime and the overtime rules back then is if you scored first game over game is over it's like golden is the golden uh golden goal rule in soccer just you score first you're done it's over it's the all you go home and that that's having that man do that against my professional team literally still haunts me to this day. And I'm pretty sure it's the reason why also I can't stand Tim Tebow, but I mean, Dave, you're right. In college, he was a dynamic athlete. He was probably, he was the best quarterback at the time to me in my personal opinion, though. I don't think him, if you put him in today's game now would be the same effect. Cause I think players have seen like a Cam Noon or a Kyler Murray have that skill set, but be better with the arm, but it's going to be interesting. I do think he actually makes a roster. That's nuts. Oh my god. See, see, you didn't answer the question though. Do you think he's gonna make a roster or do you think he's just crazy the idea of that? I I have to think he's not gonna. And the only way he does if is is if Urban Meyer is intent on this happening. That's the only way because there's no way he's one of the 53 best or, or most capable or necessary players on that roster. There's no way, even on Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean. It's just gonna be crazy, and like basically, it seems just like you know, Urban's trying to you know create this family business, you know, bringing all the yeah. old boys from back home. Yep. And then speaking of family business, let me tell you all a little bit about our title sponsor, Rock Auto. Now, my uncle, Dio Francisco, down Delray Beach, Florida, has been in the he's been a mechanic for the past thirty to forty years, and he is swears his entire stock, whatever he uses to help fix your car, he swears by RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business for serving auto part customers online for over 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Trust me, if my uncle swears by it, it's good enough for you as well. So head on over to RockAuto.com and now see all part available for your car or truck. 
right? Locked on and their how did you hear about us section so they know we sent you. That promo code is locked on, all caps, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts of your car you will ever need, rockauto.com. Fixing a car is low-key fun, man. Could be a good time. And we're back, and now we're going to go to the fun part of the program. We're, you know, no, no more gayer talk, no more Tim Tebow talking about passes prime, you know, five times, going to win the argument anyways. Let's go over to conference odds. Dave, who do you think has, outside of Clemson, has the highest odds to win the conference? Well, I'll start that by telling you it is not Miami. Miami is not winning this conference. Um, they're third on the list from what I see, mm-hmm. uh, and that is – I'm going to, I'll, I'll take a cold, a hot take here. They're as likely to win the conference as Florida state is. I, I actually think that. Do you think that because of what they've lost on defense? Like why exactly do you think that? I mean, yeah. they, I mean, you're right. They are third in odds. They are for those of you that can't see what we're seeing right now. They are six to one odds to win the conference. They're only behind Clemson, obviously who is one and one to eight. And then UNC yeah. who is 15 to two. Yeah. We'll get to that. Uh, the, yeah, they got they're losing too much on defense. Do we know who their starting quarterback is yet? Uh, so actually, I've been prepping for the. Uh, for those of you who don't, know, I also co-host the Locked On ACC podcast, and I'll be talking with Candace Cooper tomorrow about Miami itself. We don't know about Derek King. Apparently, right. he did. He has practiced really well. Like Manny Diaz did say that he should be ready by fall camp. I'm skeptical on that because he did yeah. have a pretty gnarly knee injury, but it was a contact knee injury. Typically, when it's non-contact, that kind of you know takes a little longer to rehab back, and he also. He tore his knee in high school, or or I think it was in college or high school. I think it's freshman year. Either way, he's used to that rehab, so he might be a little bit fast tracked. But right now, the starting quarterback for them is either going to be Tyler Van Dyke, who I want to say is a red shirt freshman, or your boy, the kid that you really wanted badly for the QB uh, spot from the 2020 class, and Jay Garcia. Yeah, like I said, you just gave me even more reasons why they're not winning the conference. It's just not happening. Who, if not Clemson, has the best chance though? I beat the drum of I care more about quarterback than anything else. Obviously, everything else equal. You take the team with the better quarterback, I think. Sam Howell is the best quarterback in the ACC this year, possibly in college football. I was about to ask that because Max asked me that question. Do you think, and I know you're also a Purdy stand. Do you think he's better than Brock Purdy over Iowa State? Oh, yeah, not even close. I think he's better. He has an uncommonly strong arm. He's kind of like a, I don't know. To me, he's like a throwback of, of like a gunslinger almost. And you don't see that too much anymore. And I hate that he didn't come to Florida state and did, did us the way he did at the last minute, but that kid's the best quarterback in the ACC and possibly college football for my money. And I'm not sure that even if they lose a lot on defense and fall or, or, or if they fall off with their running backs gone, I don't know that that's enough to overcome having the best quarterback. We'll find out, but I, I think they have obviously the best shot, if not Clemson. You see, I don't think that it's either UNC or Miami. I think you might have to look towards maybe a team like Virginia Tech that could possibly win the. I mean, because if we're, we're all we're not idiots here, Clemson's going to win the ACC. Like I think that as long as they have Dabo Sweeney there, they have DJ Uwangalele coming through, and still have Justin Ross on the outside. I don't know who their running back is. Doesn't matter. It's a fun but it doesn't matter because like yeah, you, you got DJ. I think DJ showed that he definitely you know can definitely grow. And from the from the base that we saw last year against Notre Dame, he's going to be a stud. I mean, yeah. he's a big single for a reason. I agree. But the, so then it's more that we ask like who's going to win the coastal. And to me, the coastal like UNC they did lose Javante Williams, yeah, and Michael Carter, and those were great security blankets to have. And also they lost Daz Newsom. 
I do think they still have Bo Corrales. He's the kid that, you know, like I think had like eight catches against us and like, or they, and they had like another big tight end as well. Yep. But I think you have to look for like, you know, Virginia Tech, maybe it actually makes a noise with that, or maybe. You know why it can't be Virginia Tech? Did you watch the draft and see how many DBs they had drafted? Oh, maybe? yeah, they had a lot. No, you're right. I, I don't know if I, like, I was seeing things or mistaken, but it seemed like their entire secondary, their entire 2D must have gotten drafted. It's incredible. Good for them. But I can't expect a team to lose that much on their defense and compete for an ACC title. That and also they lost Hendon, uh, Hendon Hooker, who, in my opinion, Justin Fuente kind of shot himself on the foot and kind of signed his own walking papers, his own with death certificate with not starting him. I mean, they brought in Braxton Burmeister from Oregon and they started him. He didn't play particularly well. And then they brought they pulled in Hendon Hooker with Khalil Herbert as well. For them. They have a really nice little dynamic combo in the backfield with there. And to me, that kind of really hurt them with that. So maybe you're right with that, but I just I I do think Miami. The thing with Miami, though, is I don't know what you're going to get at quarterback position. If they get De'Ara King back, that's going to be huge. They did lose Brevin Jordan, but Brevin Jordan wasn't even the best tight end that even played for a Florida school. We saw that with Kyle Pitts, and then we saw it with Trey McKitty, who left and went to UGA. Look, if you are in a conference for long enough and can't win it, I'm just going to assume it's a systemic problem and that you're not going to. And that's exactly the case with the University of Miami. Well, that and also they have my ideas coaching the team too. Oh, please stay forever. Sign him up for an extension. I mean, No, I mean, I think that man's going to get fired in like two to three years in my personal opinion because mainly I think he's on borrowed time right now. I think Derek, Derek King was Derek King was supposed to come to Florida State if, if Tiger actually had stayed for year number three because he, yeah. he's a big Kendall Browse guy. Now, instead, he went to Miami because Rhett Lashley is there with a very similar scheme. And do you think that Lashley actually stays for another year after this year if, he's just, if they're even somewhat successful? If they're somewhat successful, I don't think he does. But I, I don't know. I mean, it's going to depend a lot on what De'Ara King does, whether he plays or not, whether he's effective. If he's not and they look bad on offense, I mean, what is he going to do, coach with the fighting wall bells at UMass? I mean, he could. I mean, you saw Lance Leipold go from University of Buffalo, my boy, and then he went over to Kansas, or place last miles. I mean, he can definitely get a good coaching job. He's one, I think he's been a finalist for the Bros Award twice already. Yeah, I mean, good luck this year, pal. All right, so basically what we're trying to do right now is saying, like, you know, Clemson's going to win the ACC, but the Coastal pretty much looks like up, to, up for grabs. It's the one of their weaker conferences. I mean, Conference Division calls football for a reason. It's almost on par there with the SEC least. Ah, but right. Yeah, exactly. So then let's move down to a conference that actually might be a little more competitive. And I know how much you love to bash them. Let's go to the yep. Big 12 real quick. So the Big 12 has Oklahoma actually is at five to seven odds. And I know how much you and Max uh, adore oh. the University of Oklahoma program. Do you think that's fair to them? Do you think actually they can win the conference? Can they win the conference? Sure. It's the Big 12. The whole conference sucks. Whoever puts up the most points is going to win the conference. Um, I Look. I like a world where Texas is better than Oklahoma. I have no rooting interest for either of them. I just really hate Oklahoma, as you know. Yeah. If Sam Ellinger hadn't left Texas, I don't know what they have replacing him, but I know it's really hard to follow that act. That kid, I'm not saying he's, I'm not going to say he's going to be an awesome pro because he's short. He's not your prototypical NFL quarterback, but that kid was a grinder in college and that kid got beat up at Texas. That kid to me, honestly, is a t- is a shorter Tim Tebow. And then just the way they play, they play really physical. He kind of has a little bit of a better arm. He's kind of similar with accuracy issues, but he definitely is a gamer, a grinder. 
to me, you honestly have to look to Iowa State in the Big 12. Yeah. And that goes back to, the, you know, what we discussed earlier with Brock Purdy, who's, who actually who did come back. And they, he also brings back the number one tight end. His name is escaping me right now at this moment. And you have Matt Campbell, who I still don't know why or how he hasn't been hired by a big-time program yet. I personally think that he is made for a Midwest team. He should be hired by like a Michigan if they actually want to be relevant. I, I, I was in the next just going to say, if they'd fired Harbaugh or if he'd left, I bet you he would have slid right in. Oh, you know Harbaugh's not leaving, man. That man is literally just trying to do it as the minimum as possible to stay there and get paid to absolutely be to not be good at his job. You know, and, and I fully endorse this message that Jim Fraudbaugh should stay at Michigan forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, Jim Fraudbaugh. What do you think the odds? Are, what do you think the odds of him actually staying there are? He's going to be there now. You don't make that kind of commitment to somebody and sign him up, sign him up to an extension after the fan base went basically half rabid at the fact that they've been middling his entire tenure, right? I mean, you signed him to an extension when your fan base was ready to run him out of town. What is that telling you? That tells me that an administration that does not have a, they probably, they have the finances, but they don't have the actually the gusto to actually pull the trigger on that, or they don't have the full backing that probably some boosters actually might want to keep him there. Yeah. So then probably you, what would you, so you think his odds would be around like what minus a thousand to stay there? Yeah. I, I, I'm, he's got at least two more years there. I got to think unless they go like, Oh, and 12, which, Oh, please. That'd be prayers answered. But I, I do want to bring up something about something you said, okay. you mentioned Iowa state and you mentioned the name Purdy. Mm-hmm. You watch if you watch Brock Purdy, he's a damn good quarterback. But he also has a last name in common with a Chubba Purdy, and he was touted to be better than his brother coming out of high school. So I'm not giving up hope on Chubba Purdy. I'm keeping the hive alive. I'm I'm going to leave that in there, folks. I am also a Purdy believer as well. But I'm going to go back to what I you know was trying to ask Dave with his minus one thousand odds. If you like those odds, if you want to take those odds for Jim Harbaugh to stay there, or if you want to take any of the odds that we've been discussing right now head on over to betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sport needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all our UFC MMA action. Stanley Cup playoffs have just started. My pants are taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Be Hopefully be the first time we win win a playoff series in the first round in, I think, 15, 16, 17 years. I would love to see that happen. Most likely, I'm going to get my heart broken. So, you know, if you want to bet against me, go right ahead. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device and to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code locked on. That is locked on all caps, L O C K E D O N bet online, your online sports books experts. All right, Dave, since I picked the last conference to go to, how about you now pick the one? Where do you, where does Dave, Davey Page Views, want to take us right now for the conference odds? Well, I want to go to where football and everything just matters more, you know? Oh, I see what you did there. It just means more. It just means a lot more. So we're going to the, we're going to the SEC? We are, of course. All right, kick it off, baby. All right. So obviously Alabama is always the favorite. It's, I, I just don't think that's ever going to change in the SEC. You have the perennial bridesmaid of Georgia bringing up the second place most likely to win the SEC. Do you see Georgia as having a realistic chance to win the SEC? And do you think they make the SEC championship game? Um, yes, I do see them winning their division because I don't think Florida is going to be particularly good. Actually, no. 
I don't know what Florida has. I said this, I want to say, about a week ago, about a week ago, a week ago, because I don't know who the quarterback is. If they start Emory Jones, who is getting a lot of love from, like, PFF and Twitter and all these journals, I don't see where they're getting that from. The AR-15, man. Yeah, see, AR-15, Anthony Richardson, who I'm a huge fan of, who's probably the best Florida quarterback to come out of the state of Florida in probably the past five to six years. He's a stud. I don't think he's going to start, which crazy. to me is a – it's crazy. And you play Emory Jones, who – has lacks of an arm and his athleticism is kind of he's not bad but ar-15 is just so much better than he is and who else is in the sec east they have missouri in there yeah you got missouri Tennessee. yeah we, which we to know. me like both those staffs both those um, programs either have a first year head new head coach got hype all over in tennessee or you have missouri who has i think eli drinkowitz there who had a good year but i don't see them having the personnel at all and georgia I really, really like the kid they got from over, over uh, from USC. What's his name? The uh, kid, he looks like Edward Scissorhands. Oh God! Oh, that's gonna bother me. I know. Hold on, let me look that up while you. The, to me, like Georgia, this might be. I'm not saying they're gonna win the SEC outright, but I don't. I think it's literally their their, their division to lose. Okay. Yeah, I think that's that's always right. Uh, lately, at least. But the more interesting storyline, the most interesting storyline to me this year, because I am an unabashed fan of Jimbo Fisher, that may be a hot take too. I wonder if they're a legitimate challenger to Alabama this year or whether they're the second best team in the SEC West. I mean, the SEC West, who else do you have in there? You have what, Auburn? LSU, Auburn. Auburn. I mean. mean, Two biggies. I don't know who Texas A&M's quarterback is, and the thing with Texas A&M, I, I will, I don't like Jimbo Fisher at all. I think this romanticizing of him since the ESPN article has been kind of extremely biased against the university, which I think they both have a role to play in the where we are right at right now. But he's a dynamic play caller. Um, even though his his he need, he probably needs to up his tempo pace a little bit because it's yeah. kind of starting to bite him in the ass. It's starting to be exposed a lot more in these later years. But he had Kellen Mond last year, who I think limited the offense a lot. And I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback, but he's not particularly a – he's a very average quarterback. I think they have a Haynes King kid coming in. And that defense is pretty good with Mike Elko um, running it. Um, with, fan, the, yeah. with the SEC West, LSU, hmm. Uh, that's actually – that is actually kind of hard. Who, like, who would finish second in that, in that division actually right there? And with right. Auburn, too, I think Auburn with – I think they might make a little more noise if they actually move on from Bo, uh, Bo Nick. Bo yeah, pr- probably. And he still gets all that hype. You still see articles about him. Wasn't he on the cover of another news media outlet, Bo Knows or something like that the other day? I mean, yeah, because like the kid came in with so much hype because literally his dad played there back in the 90s. And his freshman year, he was good. He was he won the SEC freshman of the with, year, which is with huge. Dillingham as his coach, right? Yeah. And they they changed, you know, QB coaches. He went from Kane Dillingham, I think, to his name to um, Chad Morris, the guy from Clemson, right? Or no, former, um, was it Arkansas coach, right? And he absolutely flamed down and played horrible last year. I mean, remember the remember the spike that should have been actually like a fumble instead. Yep. So to me, like that, if they move on from it, or if he like gets mentally right, Auburn can honestly make a lot of noise because I think they have probably the second best running back in the country with Tank Bigsby. But the problem with the SEC, you know, from Bam, aside from Bama being Bama. The SC West is fully loaded with just awesome teams. And even Arkansas is no longer a doormat anymore, especially with Sam Pittman coaching. You know, I love an offensive lineman coach. Yeah. I mean, you, it's hard to not have teams that are relatively good when 
you have four to six teams every year bringing in the majority of the entire college football landscape worth of blue chip recruits. Exactly. Well, another year of Alabama and probably Clemson. Yay. No, I mean, like, I don't think it is. It's going to be Alabama and Clemson. I mean, it's going. I mean, I don't know about that. I don't think Clemson. Clemson might honestly not make it again this year. I think they, their window already has passed a little bit. But because especially, I mean, we saw like what they probably had the best quarterback the thing most of us have ever seen play college football as as a pure pocket passer that can you know get out. And to me, I think people are starting to catch up with them. And I think you see with Alabama. I mean, yeah, they got a new offensive coordinator, a new analyst, but I mean, has that stopped them before? So I think it's just Alabama mm-hmm. versus everybody else, anyways. Well. Go ACC, right? Or some people say that I, I don't. Do you don't do that whole thing, do you? Like, if Florida State's not going to win, do you want another ACC team? Absolutely not. Right. I, I know ne- I've never understood like the. I'm a very competitive person by nature, I and mean, so are you, and so are, so is Max. I don't root for someone that I'm already competing with in my own division or own like you know field of work, and hope they do well because it looks makes me look good. First right. off, it doesn't make you look good. That's why I can't stand whenever you see, you know, oh, the SEC has all these draft picks. And I'm looking at them like, you know, Bama has 12 of those, right? Right, You just remove that one school, they actually have less than the Big Ten. They're on par with us. Like, you got to understand, like, I don't, I don't understand that side. I mean, I guess it's camaraderie or it's it's a facade of camaraderie, but no, I don't do that. If it helps revenue sharing, then yeah, definitely go ACC. But otherwise, I don't care. Exactly. And I'm assuming that we're just going to skip the Pac-12 because they're not a real conference. The Pac-12 doesn't play football. Uh, oh, but good, okay. good luck in all those other sports that you guys do over there. So then, you know, Pac-12, we'll skip them because, you know, we personally, as we said before on this program, we don't care about them. And then the Big Ten, I mean, and we're assuming it's Ohio State, right? Or Penn State, one of the two? Okay. First of all, it's definitely Ohio State. Um, on your list where you have your odds, is, is Michigan second? Third. Okay. Uh, the site I'm looking at has Michigan and Penn state tied for second. I'll go ahead and tell you right now, there's a better chance that Florida state wins the national championship than that Michigan or Penn state win the big 10 this year. Penn state. Didn't they win two games last year? Penn state. I think won two, maybe three games last year. And Michigan's just not winning as long as they have Jim Frodbaugh as their coach. So as long as Jim Harbaugh has, is incapable of finding a starting quarterback or also just it does not i mean uh, yeah he's not gonna win anything and if you say to yourself yeah but they lost justin fields just go look at ohio state's recruiting classes over the last like four years dude they have c for those you don't they have cj stroud and like what dave was sorry if i cut you off dave but like with literally the recruiting class has been absurd they got they i think they've had a five-star qb the past what two to two out of the past three years it's not just quarterback. It's like every position across the board is just the best players in the country. It's absurd. And they just had Sean Wade draft, I think, the third or the fourth round, who was a dynamite DB. They've also yeah. – they're, they're in my opinion, now defensive end you, where they, they've had the Boches play yeah. there. They had Chase, Chase Young leave. Right. Yep. And I think they have another kid there. His name is escaping me. Again, I'm sorry about that, folks. I should have been a little more prepared. I remember that for tomorrow. But, yeah, I mean, they're, Ohio State is always going to be a team to beat there, and that's – it kind of sucks to be honest with you. Just I don't like Ohio State that much. I really don't either. But honestly, if it's between Ohio State and Michigan, that's not a hard one to you, right? Like I'd rather Ohio State beat them seven days a week and twice on Sundays. Um, I just don't really care for either of them. But if oh. you did, if you did have to make me like pick between the two, I don't know. Oh, God, I, don't, I really honestly, I honestly don't know. 
Well, I mean, I'll tell you this much. Wisconsin's not winning anything of con- consequence ever again. So No. I mean, hey, folks, if you ever want to, you know, think that we're in a bad place right now, you can, I, I can tell you right now, looking at these odds, we could be Illinois down there all the way at the bottom. We could. We, we could, could be, be Maryland. Vanderbilt. We could be Kansas. And we can also – we could be in the situation right now where that we're in and probably in the SEC where we're basically we're competing with them with the same recruits, and that's a lot more difficult. So looking at these odds and, and like, retrospective, it's – we may be in a bad spot, but there definitely, definitely could be worse. And I think also that we're, we see right now with the coaching staff that we're definitely, definitely heading in the right direction. I guess with that being said, we are running out of time today, folks. Dave, do you have any uh, little last minute soundbites for the folks at home? Go Knowles, win the ACC. Elite lies, Drake. Elite lies. That is right, folks. It is elite lies season 24-7, 365, every offseason, every damn day. We are here for you. And thank you all so much for listening. Thank you all for the love and support. And if you can, don't forget to rate, review, follow, like, share, or subscribe either on our podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast from. I'm your host, Drake. Max will be back tomorrow. And for Dave, thank you all so much for listening. Take care, everybody. Go Knowles. I miss you, Delvin. Delvin, please come back. <laughs>